mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. And welcome to a very special edition of Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. Uh, like we said last week, our sweet boy Ketcher uh, was on a road trip across yeah. Canada. He has successfully and safely uh, arrived at his final yeah. location of uh, in British Columbia area. Um, <laughs> in and around. In and around that area. I forget what island he's on. Somewhere around there. Uh, setting up his life at the moment. So he's not joining oh. us this week. Uh, and so Boom he's and I... He's on the journey to find himself. He's on a journey to find himself. <laughs> Uh, and, and so Boom and I decided, let's do something for the fans of Synonauts. <laughs> let's mix it up. There's been a lot of talk about this movie uh, among our circles of listeners and friends on other podcasts. Uh, and so we decided to cover Boom's beloved, the amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> this is a movie... Uh, I have not seen any Andrew Garfield movies and I did not watch the first one. So I went into this one blind and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. And I know there's been a lot of anticipation around my thoughts behind <laughs> this movie, but we're going to make you wait for it a little bit more. Uh, boom. Or yeah. How are you feeling about today's episode before we go into what we watched? Well, I'm feeling like excited slash nervous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think this had to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. I know you said we're like, oh, this is something we'll do for the fans. I'm pretty sure everybody's like, we don't want this. But <laughs> I think <laughs> nobody's nobody asked for this. But guess what? We're doing it anyway. It's, and I'm stoked, honestly. Like, once again, a platform to talk about my favorite, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. Uh, and Ian, I'm just excited for you to have experienced it, no matter what your opinions are. Whether I they're have, right or whether they're wrong. I have a great track record of loving all movies. If uh -huh. I if I might say so myself. Every single movie you love. I mean, I mean, sorry, I can love all types of movies. <laughs> got it, got Is it. Is this got a movie it. that falls into that? We'll see. Um, we shall see. What did you watch this week? Did you watch anything this week? I mean, if we're gonna keep up with like the nature of just loving ridiculous things. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, went mm -hmm. to see Ambulance. Have mm, you seen it yet? I haven't yet and I need to. Like, oh my God. I need you. I know. Like I'm obviously stoked for our Spider-Man moment right now, but I need you and Catcher to watch Ambulance at your earliest convenience. Yeah. My king, Michael Bay. Oh yeah. My other it's king, a, Jake Gyllenhaal. Queen, yes. Isa Gonzalez. I mean, come on now. And Yaya. And Yaya. He's in that too, right? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah. It's a wild ride. No pun intended. But I uh, <laughs> well, yeah, had a blast. Like I think there were like 10 people in the theater and we were all like scream laughing, like yeah. cackling. As just you having an absolute hoot. Yeah. Um, and the performances are just something. The the script is just something. Michael Bay's discovered drones. Mm. Michael Bay's discovered feminism mm. it's he's saying gay rights he's oh. saying 
a cab. There's it's just wow. so much. It's such is, a clusterfuck. Is Michael Bay the woke king we need for 2022? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, is not. he pulling us? <laughs> is he gonna save the culture? Is he gonna save the for the culture, yeah. Michael Bay? Honestly, maybe, maybe yet. Mm. I think there are people of all, all, all ten of us were from different walks of life, and we all sat in that dark theater and laughed mm. together when we weren't on the verge of motion sickness. But yeah, so that's actually why I haven't gone to see it in theater. I heard it's like actually like kind of hard to watch, um, like yeah. like like visually difficult to watch. So I think I might wait for and that honestly, to watch it at home. Um, I don't know how people are doing it in IMAX. I'm not one to get like motion sick or like be affected by that kind of thing. And I was like mm -hmm. hanging on by a thread for, for certain parts of it. So it is, it was a rocky ride for sure. <laughs> very, very promising. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to see that. You know, I, yeah, I know I'm going to love it. Guys. I know I'm going to love it. Like, oh yeah. No so. cap. Yeah. What'd you watch, Ian? Uh, let's see. Not Ambulance. Not Ambulance, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I watched that Tony Hawk documentary that's on HBO Max. Mm. I don't know how much you care about Tony Hawk, but I loved Tony, love <laughs> Tony Hawk. Um, very influential in my life. Just, I love skateboarding and his video games and all sort of stuff. Um, so it was cool watching the documentary. It was like pretty surface level. Um, like I feel like with documentaries, I either wish they were multiple parts or like multiple parts could have just been one. This was one mm. where like it could have been multiple parts. I think they skipped over a lot of stuff that I think I would have found interesting. Um, that being said, it, it was a fun watch. I gave it three and a half. Um, definitely worth watching nice. if you have any interest in Tony Hawk, though, I thought. What's your favorite documentary, Ian? Oh. God, that's hard <laughs> to say. Let's see. Is there an easy way to... There's got to be, right? Mm. Right? Your favorite perfectly formatted documentary. <laughs> Uh, just for if, uh, formatting applied yeah is that i the mean right? yeah let me think some 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 that come to mind like <laughs> multiple episodes um i think that the uh what was that one about the cult in, in oregon wild wild country that was really good oh. have you not seen that it's on netflix nope. it's um but it's about a cult it's about this cult that basically took over a town like outside of or, or <gasps> of portland oregon and it's like three year, it's like four or five episodes maybe. And it is so fucking good. Uh, highly recommend that. That was pretty crazy. Um, very good. Multiple episodes kept me interested the whole time. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I, Tara and I really like climbing documentaries. Like for some reason, I think it's cause like it's like free climbing or like, yeah, like free solo. We've watched like, honestly, like we've probably watched like every climbing documentary out. A lot of those are really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of. You guys are always climbing to new heights, oh, right? Well, we we used to climb yeah. in San Francisco. Um, oh, that's cool. Indoor climbing, but we we came up here and we just like you know there wasn't a gym close to us, so we didn't really go anymore. But it was fun doing that. Um, oh, won't you be a, my neighbor? That was really really fucking good. The Mister Rogers doc. Mister Rogers, I need to watch that one as that's well. Mister Rogers, really good. Is a homie, you know. I would recommend that. Um, yeah, he, they do this thing at the end of the documentary. I won't spoil it. It's like kind of like a magic trick. Uh, that's how I describe <gasps> it. It's very, very cool. I would highly recommend that. That was one of my favorite movies oh that year gosh. came out. It was fantastic. Um, let's see. Awesome. So yeah, Tony Hawk. What else? <laughs> I can't even think about what we've been watching. Like we, we haven't watched 
too much stuff, um, but I have been like the new WWE video game came out, and okay. I am I get like super. This is like dork central. I get super in the weeds in like the because you can create your own like custom. It's called universe mode where you create your own like league essentially, and okay. so I like. You know, you, I choose my character. I choose which wrestlers I want in. I set up the divisions and I like have a spreadsheet of like where I want my storylines to go, even though literally no one oh, else you sees come, it like, but me. Prepared. Yeah. yeah, like I have That's like a vision amazing. of like how I want my story arcs to go like through the next couple months of the game. <laughs> um, so I, I spent a lot of time doing that. I love that for you. So you, that you're act- organized. What's sorry. No, go what? <laughs> Oh, no, it was just like, I love how organized you are. And it was making me think like today at work, we had to do those like Deloitte business chemistry mm. yeah, quizzes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wonder where somebody who like has spreadsheets for their video game visions like falls. <laughs> I'm, but I'm not that organized in like everything. That's the thing. Is it, But it's like yeah. for me. Only where it counts. Yeah, only where it counts. Uh, <laughs> when I want to fantasy book my WWE video games. That's where it really counts. Nice. Um, that's that's basically it. Anything else to catch us up on? I think that's it. Like, I didn't really watch very much else. I watched like this weird French movie called France. It's on the Criterion Channel. Mm. Honestly, like half of it went over my head. But um, <laughs> what's her face? She, the I can't remember her name. She's in blue is the warmest color. Mm. She's oh, the um, final like love and yeah, the yeah, yeah, latest yeah. Craig Bond. Um. Leah Sedu. Leah Sedu. Leah Sedu, yeah. one of the two. One of those, mm-hmm. but Frencher, but mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. We already have established we don't speak French. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I watched that and the outfits were really nice. Mm. And I think it was a satire about um, journalism and media, but who knows? <laughs> it felt like it was three hours, but according to Letterboxd, it was only two. Mm. Uh, gave it three stars. That was that. That's my week. You're caught up. Nice. (laughs) All right. Well, then I guess that means it is time to get to the amazing Spider-Man Two. Boom. Will you please introduce the film? The Amazing Spider-Man Two is a haunting deconstruction of a reckless hero and a cautionary tale of what happens when intention and integrity take a backseat to the ego. Mm. Spider-Man is fresh off his courageous defeat of a humanoid lizard that was trying to turn the people of New York into reptilians. (laughs) He has settled into his newfound role as hero and confidently takes on this challenge as his life as Peter Parker falls to the wayside and he struggles to find time for his personal commitments. Across town, across town, Spider-Man's biggest fan, Max, falls into a tank of electric eels. Boom, please take this seriously. Sorry. It falls into a tank of electric eels that are the power source for the power plant he works at. <laughs> Sorry. Electro... <laughs> okay. Electro eventually teams up with the with Harry Osborn, who after a failed medical experience gets turned into a green goblin, and together they vow to take down Spider-Man. 
As Peter Parker and Spider-Man become more and more intertwined, Peter must make the decision to be the hero he is supposed to be or follow his girlfriend Gwen on a new path. Will he beat the bad guys and keep the girl? Is time the real villain or will Peter be able to keep hope alive? Mm. My God. What a synopsis. Thank you so much. Do we have <laughs> I the, worked really hard on that. Do we have the best podcast synopses in in the world? Does that in the world? Yeah. Does that just confirm that? The one that I just yeah, did the one right you wrote. now. Does or? that just set us higher than everyone else who writes movie synopses yeah, for the I'm podcast? Like, yeah, I'm like, take that proto, take that H. <laughs> You try to synopsize The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It ain't easy, especially when you're waiting for a bus. Uh. So we picked this movie because a, a couple months or weeks ago, Boom rewatched this and you professed your extreme love and devotion yeah. for this I film. Had never, I had never seen it before and I just did or like I was doing a Spider-Man watch through in anticipation of No Way Home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2 expecting to hate it because I actually did not really like enjoy the first one. Um, but lo and behold, it's like the best movie I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, so you first watched it December 9th, 2021, and you have since reviewed mm -hmm. it two more times. So you've watched it three <laughs> times. Since more than anybody in the world, more than anybody in the world, it's possible since your first viewing. So your 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 first review, this film has massive heart, along with the balls to deconstruct a favorite hero <laughs> at a profoundly deep level, while still offering up a fun and campy quote unquote romp. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, I was I was writing that with tears in my eyes. I had just experienced the amazing Spider-Man 2 for the first time and I just was so moved and new life would never be the same. Although the, the kicker for this review is that you write, this is the perfect 10 out of 10 Spider-Man movie, but you only give it four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, a, wow. there is a slight disconnect there. Uh, which maybe I was we, drunk off my own tears. Yeah, maybe we can unpack that know. a little bit. Um, yeah, we can unpack that. So where do you want to start? Boom. Where? This is your where, show. I mean, there's so much to say, you know, I just, we just went through the, the synopsis, the high level, and this was your first time watching <laughs> The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And might I mention, I don't know if like the audience knows this yet, but you just went in straight up. Like you did not watch The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. I, yeah. I haven't watched a lot of superhero movies. I, mm. I I've seen the first two Toby Spider Mans. Um, I don't remember the second one. I, like I couldn't even tell you the plot of the <gasps> second one. So okay, I have never seen any Garf Spider Mans. I have I've not seen any Tom Holland Spider Mans. Mm. And it's not because I don't like Spider Man. I actually love Spider Man. I love the comics and I love the video games. I just don't really like superhero movies that much. Um, Fair. I've seen a handful of the MCU ones. Uh, I've seen uh, a same handful of DCUs. Um, but my, my knowledge of Spider-Man is basically that it's just this floating 
amalgam of movies because Sony is refusing to give up the rights to Marvel. And so it just resulted in a yeah, two bad series. But I, I guess the new Holland stuff is pretty good, right? From what I understand. Um, so I would probably say I definitely enjoy like the Holland stuff, mm -hmm. but like I'd be lying if I said I didn't, but I'd say I prefer like the pre- like the original, like Tobey Maguire. Mm -hmm. As a whole, probably that I enjoy more. And then obviously like the amazing Spider-Man 2, I'm saying is like my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Because <laughs> um, like Marvel, like the Marvel Spider-Mans are giving Spider-Man the Marvel treat yeah. treatment. So we've yeah. kind of like flattened Spider-Man out. Sure. There's not much there except for like what there is to expect. You know, like the multiverse stuff was pretty cool in the like most recent one, mm -hmm, but it's a mm -hmm. lot of fanfare and mm -hmm. it's very exciting. Uh, but there's not a lot of substance, right? And like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, I would say, are pretty like entertaining and they were doing something like different at the time. Yeah, the, I remember when then, the first one came out, my mind was blown. I remember being like, holy shit. Absolutely. This is like a fucking Spider-Man movie. This is insane. Yeah. It was full out, right? Like, it was super lit. The CG was, like, you know, kind of, like, we hadn't seen it like that before. And I don't know. But then for me, I mean, well, you know what? I could talk about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally go on about how much I love this movie forever. But I was just wondering, like, in kind like, I know you're not the biggest... I know you're not the biggest like superhero movie fan, but like if you were to have your ideal superhero movie, like what does that look like for you? And mm. like where did does the amazing Spider-Man 2 fall on mm. that scale? It's a great question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a tough answer because the reason I stopped watching superhero movies be is because I think all MC movies are basically the exact same thing. Like right. Every like I have a theory that every single piece of dialogue between like Captain America, Iron Man and Thor, you can replace almost everything between the characters and like you wouldn't know a difference. It's all like haha like like uh, question, pop culture reference, quick quick little quip and then like <laughs> on to the next scene. Like it's all it's all the exact same dialogue over and over again. I don't think any of the villains like I villains aren't interesting to me because it's all like they just don't like want to take over the world. Okay, cool. You know, so yeah. like Black Panther really stood out to me, like not to be that guy, like, oh, Black Panther's better. But I, it is genuinely better because I think Killmonger is like an amazing villain. Mm -hmm. Like Killmonger is really fucking cool because uh, you understand where Killmonger is coming from. And I think a lot of MCU movies, you lose that pretty quickly. Um, also, they like try putting way too many characters in to like even care about any of them at all which I think also is why they only have like these little quippy conversations like, haha, pop culture reference, insult, next scene type thing. Um, so yeah, so like Black Panther, I really love. Um, I actually really, really loved Aquaman. I would say Aquaman's like probably one of my favorite superhero movies because... Excuse you? <laughs> because Aquaman <laughs> is a 90s action movie wrapped up in 2020 technology. That movie knows exactly what it wants to be. And that is like James Wan was like, okay, I'm going to make fucking Fast and the Furious, but underwater. And there are no okay. rules and there's nothing's going to be serious about it. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and guess what? It absolutely was. 
because like Slaps. superhero movies fatigue on me because it's just like everything's like so like fucking serious all the time and yeah. like i know we were just singing our praises about batman and like doing that which i think like it is different there but like at a certain point superhero movies are supposed to be fun like it is like they're comic totally. books and like you know and I, I read a lot of comic books and like not all comic books like are goofy blah 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 but like there is supposed to be some sort of fun in them and it's like the grind of the MCU is just like, oh my God, I, I like, just give me some sort of levity of some point other than like Thor, like became fat. Like that's like, you know, like, I don't know. There's just, there's something there. So that all being said. Oh my God. Here it comes. The amazing Spider-Man two. It's amazing. I know. Sorry. What'd you say? I enjoyed it. It was a fun, oh my God. it was a fun watch. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not saying it was. Oh boy, it's not a perfect at ten out of ten. I'll I'll tell you that. Would you say it's four point five? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. But never I will mind. say, I had a great time watching it because Thank you. it is absurd. Like, it's not a Thank good movie, you. but it is. Mm. <laughs> I will get dig at that. It is hilarious <laughs> and completely insane to watch top to bottom i took like i think i said i took more notes for this movie than i've taken notes for our movies in like the last year honestly because just right from the get-go there are just so many questions a paul giamatti so what a what a what a role what a role from the what take. A role. Uh, so fast paced like as, just let's jump like dive right in right uh bold decision um and then the CGI not help did not hold up in a lot of ways. I think for the opening mm. sequences, Spider Man himself looked pretty bad. I think it looked pretty good by the end. Um, but I, I jumping around like the intro plane crash scene. From that moment, I was like, okay, they're they're really not caring about the rules behind this movie, and I was ready for it. Yeah, because there are a couple things. This movie came out in 2014. That plane mm -hmm. sequence is supposed to happen. 15 years in advance of the events of the film. So everything with Why does he Peter's parents starts like it supposedly takes place in like 2000 in like a 1999. Mm -hmm. The technology, the laptop, <laughs> I knew you were going to call in it 1999, laptops. <laughs> zero chance any of that would have happened. But his Papa Parker's commitment to shooting the window out, fighting with the henchman with the laptop yeah. to make sure he got the yeah. upload before he go chef's kiss commitment to the cause. And from then on, I was like, okay, I understand what this movie is going to be. Cause I wasn't really sold on the, on the rhino sequence. I was like, or pre rhino. I was like, what's happening. This is kind of weird, weird CGI, like cool fun, some cool Spider-Man stuff. But once I got to the plane crash sequence, I was like, okay, I'm understanding what's happening here. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> That'll. I think that. Sorry. No, go, go, go. No, I was just going to say, like, I think considering how much fun and like how much I enjoyed this film on my first watch immediately to kind of like log into Letterboxd and see that it was why I got like two stars. I was like, this is outrageous <laughs> and something needs to be done about this. And I think I didn't let. 
myself like settle into like the ridiculousness of it because I truly do like to the core of my being believe that this is a good film with well thought out <laughs> themes <laughs> like I think it's a really well made film for the most part like definitely some things mm-hmm. and we can talk about that later mm-hmm. um but I think it was wasn't until this like most recent viewing that I really leaned into like the ridiculousness of it mm-hmm. and I was like this is movie is fucking hilarious like when he like even the jokes or like when he gets stuck in traffic and he's like on it's just like Spider-Man like on the front of a cop car yeah, getting he, a ride he gets like run over at stuck first. in traffic yeah. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I I did note, and again, I'm I'm not really familiar with the Holland stuff, but mm-hmm. I like that we get cool Spider-Man. You know, like Peter Parker's cool in this. He's not like a dweeb. Like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was like kind of a dork, from what I remember, right? Yeah. Um, but like Garfield's Sp- Peter Parker, he's like swaggy. He like makes jokes. He like has charisma. I like seeing that. I thought that was cool to see. Um, because you know, whenever I think of Spider-Man from like the other stuff he's like this like dork like oh i'm like the high school newspaper guy you know it's cool seeing like he has like swagger and charisma and like he like has fun lines and all sort of stuff i i I enjoy that quite a bit uh it felt very spider-man to me and it's interesting to see like the way his character kind of like steps into like being a hero Mm -hmm. um because he is kind of cocky and confident which you don't usually see um, and the way that kind of shines through when he's like Spider-Man is really interesting, I think, because it's like you usually have this like battle of like duality, which is happening in this film mm-hmm. for sure. But with like Toby, it's like this is Spider-Man. This is Peter Parker. Yeah, and so like that that I liked quite a bit. That being said. There are some serious, serious character decisions that were made. I'd love to know your take on <laughs> Jamie Foxx's Electro, which thank you is Perfect. something. Perfect ten ten villain. <laughs> and then whoever plays Harry uh, Osborne, what was going on there? Okay, well, Ian, I have answers for you. Okay. First of all, love the Electro storyline. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it in my eyes. Okay. Even the way he looks, perfect. It's amazing, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also, I just love, so I know it's kind of the typical villain stuff, but it's like a like Max Electro is such a loser. He's like, and he's incel, like full-on incel like status, right? It's is that well, is that mean to like, say? I don't know if it would be like incel status. <laughs> I think he's just like very lonely and sad. Mm. But then and is just completely overlooked and like stepped all over. And then I think like the interesting way that you know Spider Man and Max interact is like they have that interaction that makes him feel seen and makes him I feel did, important. I did, I did and like it's that like, scene. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And the physical comedy in that scene is hilarious. Like he like fixes his hair for him and is like, Max, like you're my eyes and ears on the street. And then he takes that. And that's like the most important thing that's ever happened to him in his life. And then, but then when they have like the showdown in Times Square, which I also love, I think the it's music, shot amazing. I, we'll get it. I really quickly, the music during that scene is offensively bad. I Hans Zimmer did. He should <laughs> have his Oscars revoked for putting the music to in this film together. That was no. awful. The, the, the lyrics were, it's like, he hates me. 
he abuses me. He used me was one of the worst music decisions I think I've ever heard in a movie. Honestly, I, it was so bad, but continue, continue. He's like an electric villain going through a crisis. Of course, that's what his inner demons are going to sound like. It's like emo dubstep. Come on. It's genius. I love it. I love it so much. Anyways, the showdown between Electro and Spider-Man in Times Square, it's just like, I think one of the kind of threads that they're weaving throughout the film is just like, what is Spider-Man even doing, right? So he's like walking the walk and talking the talk, but like, you know, he's not really aware of his, like the consequences of his actions. And, like, he says all this shit that, like, means the world to, like, this Max guy, but then, like, doesn't even really know what he is or what he's talking about. He's just saying words, like, you know, so he's being the hero, but he's not But he was doing really... it correctly, right? Doesn't the, the cop kind of fucks it up? Classic. He was, he's doing it correctly, but he was just kind of, like, didn't remember his name and was kind of, like, being fake. Mm, like, he was kind mm. of being, like, surface level, right? Mm. And he was trying to, and he was very show-offy, like... Because then when he hoses him down, he has, like, what, a fireman's <laughs> hat on? <laughs> it's like the show. We never see, like, the showmanship of Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's always a very humble, like, stoic hero. Mm. Where it's like this one is very, you know, flawed, I'd say. The origin of Electro scene that you talked about in your beautiful synopsis, where he falls into a pit of <laughs> open electric eels. Un- also, we're uncovered. touching on workers' rights yes, are, in this are, film. Sure, Thank sure, you. Sure. Okay. Workers' rights. We're doing it all. Shout out, shout out. Uh, he falls into a pit of electric eels that is uncovered. And then <laughs> uncovered. he gets eaten by them. And then he wakes up. And they do this thing. And they, they do it less offensively with Electro. Another issue I have with superhero movies is that they spend a lot of... Obviously, you can't spend as much time with the origin story of the villain. I kind of just wish villains were just villains already because it's so annoying when they turn into a villain and like two seconds later, they figure out how it works. Like with the, with the heroes, <laughs> we get some sort of montage at least where like they figure out how their skills work or whatever. But like Electro, he's fucking turning invisible and shooting lasers and aiming them like immediately. And then Harry Osborn is more offensive when he turns into the, literally, A, literally turns into the Green Goblin. Oh my god, yeah. Is absurd. Uh but mm-hmm. then he's flying around that hoverboard. Dude's a dweeb. He doesn't know how to use a hoverboard. That guy's a dork. He went to boarding school, you know? He doesn't he know went to board- He doesn't know how to use that. Boarding school dorks don't know how yeah. to use hoverboards. And so, Do you know how to use a hoverboard? I don't know. But are we dorks? We could be dorks. But I just, you I know, know. <laughs> it's like just have Electro or someone like I don't know. It's just an, I hate that when like they just come in and they didn't know how to do everything and they turn evil immediately. Yeah. Like, at least with Electro, again, we get him just kind of like, he wanted to be good. He was kind of excited. People saw him. He was just hungry for some ele- electricity. And of course, why not yeah. go to Times Square? <laughs> Our sparks are flying, you know? <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, so decisions are made with that. But yeah, I'd love to hear you talk about Harry Osborn because one of the worst yeah. acting performances I've seen in my life. I it's mean, like he was I'm trying gonna... to do James Franco, kind of. Kind of. And like, why was he using, that like, wasn't his real voice, right? Like, that had to have been I, a fake voice. I have no idea. <laughs> it was like, I'm, I'm just not... going to talk. Uh, Peter? Uh, 
Uh, like, Peter is baby. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like awful Listen, <laughs> I'm not going to defend the casting of this Harry. It's terrible. It's you know so bad. It's bad casting. The storyline, however, deep dive into, you know, high society, rich whites, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their obsession with not dying. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? And also, it's like he found out he had this disease 10 minutes ago. And why is it so rapidly? Like, he was chill. He was fine. He was doing okay. And then his dad was like, yo, you have this, like, disease. Well, his ears were and already then, looking... We're looking oh, a little go- goblin-y. Slightly goblin catch. But, but yes, they, it, does, it does accelerate. I do agree. It does accelerate. Yeah, the timing, and this is the only battle I'll speak against this film, the placement of Harry's storyline is pretty terrible. It late. comes out of left Way field in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, what the hell? Because I... I'm fine with the pairing up of like Harry and Electro. I just think like the kind of progression of the story could have been a little bit less like jolting. Because I because you're just totally. like what? Because I like forgot Electro dies <laughs> in like a pretty like hilarious way. I forgot he dies <laughs> because like they just like jump right into the Green Goblin so quickly and then into the Gwen yeah. Stacy stuff. Like the pacing is super weird for the movie. Uh, considering it's like two hours and over two hours long. And then when I realized like the ending was kind of weird, I thought to myself, where could they have trimmed? And I, I I thought of a couple places. I know. Okay. A, there's a couple music montages that don't really make sense. (laughs) Like the scene where I think, I I think uh, Peter like sees something about his dad and then he like goes to his like whiteboard of clues and like assembles it. A, the music, the song there is like some weird acoustic rock song. It's like an insurance commercial song. And then I don't know what he was looking for. That scene is like three minutes long and the payoff is Aunt May sees it and is like, you shouldn't be looking for your dad. But they could have done that in a million... (laughs) Otherwise, to make it better. Uh, Introducing uh, the doctor as Dr. Kafka. Like, we get it. Metamorphosis. We understand. We don't need to. Metamorphosis, honey. We don't have to do the Kafka thing. A bunch of the board meeting (laughs) stuff I thought was super weird. Um, Yeah. Weird places that were extended too long. That being said, some places where I'm glad they indulged on the campy teen drama-ness is the... Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker. Oh my God, yes. Uh, also, quickly, can I just say that you should probably work for superhero movies? Because <laughs> remember, you also had like that list of things to cut for the Batman. Yeah. And me and Mike were, or like me and Catcher were both like, I don't know what we would cut. And you're like, I'll tell you what. Yeah. And then you just did that again. So that's uh, good. Mark, w- also, Mark Webb, hire me. Mark Webb, hire Ian. <laughs> also, like, don't watch the deleted scenes <laughs> <laughs> or do they're fun, but like it, it could have been a completely different movie. Uh, oh, and not in a good way. Felicity like, Jones's character. I'm happy was- you could have done with that Felicity Jones's character. I don't understand what she was doing mm-hmm. in there. Makes no sense. I know. Completely irrelevant. Like, I don't understand. Anyway, uh, 
Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker, you previously said that the Batman is the horniest superhero film. I think The Amazing Spider-Man 2, pretty horny, is if I may say pretty? so myself. Okay. Like teen drama horny. This is like One Tree Hill horny. Yeah. The OC horny. You know, the scene it's where they meet, like they're broken up. And then, which, A, they break up. This is a nitpick, very nitpick. Uh, they, they break up when he doesn't go to her, like, graduation dinner. They're at dim sum. You don't have dim sum at night. Anyway, should have been a, oh, a lunchtime thing, but besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have dim sum at night? You don't night. have dim sum at night. Lunchtime and breakfast. Uh, when they're at, like, the fair, and they're like, we got to set some rules. And he's like, you can't, you can't, oh my God. you can't look at me. <laughs> so she's like, you can't laugh like that. And then he does this whole, like, I'm going right. to hide behind a tree thing. Those like, two? are you kidding? Like, the chemistry is bouncing off the walls. Is stupid. Like, it's so, like, just intense. And it's amazing to watch in love. They were web sl- slinging off screen, too. You know, catch my trick. Right? Webs <laughs> were being slung all over. <laughs> Uh, off screen, you can you can tell I because know. the tension is very real and very palpable. Totally, but I'd say like Batman horny is it's like a different kind of horny than this. It's a like kind this of horny. is more so like make you believe in love. Yes, kind of yes. like thing because they're just so good. Yes, but yeah, another horny scene, inadvertently horny, more hilarious when Harry Osborn gets the shot and like turns into the Green Goblin. He like rips oh off gosh. his shirt for some reason. And you can tell he like is kind of having trouble ripping his shirt off. When the camera's <laughs> swinging around, you can tell he's trying to like hulk out of it, but he's like clearly like not doing it well enough. And it's like, why did he have to rip his shirt off? Also, kind of weird. Because he's becoming a supervillain. Why else? Like, you like supervillains don't have shirts. I don't know. Anyway. When they transform, right? Uh, what do you think about know. what else do you think about Peter and and Gwen Stacy. I mean, I love it, obviously. Even like the first one is how I feel about how most people feel about the second one. And like being able to watch them just do their thing is like magical. I'd watch like five hours of it, to be honest. (laughs) And I think it's like interesting as well because he is like dealing with this situation so in like the previous film in his dad's or Gwen Stacy's dad's dying words Ian I don't know if you caught the white guy that was just showing up randomly yes I did understand that that was her father so did Peter did he accidentally kill him is that no they died together fighting the lizard okay so he was a good Uh, sorry he he was a good cop from what I could tell he was like a bad cop he seemed like he was uh, he was he was in with the lizard that's what it felt like from like, cause whenever he appeared, he looked kind of like grimacing. You oh know? yeah. No, it's he, he was technically good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had like a kind of a vendetta against Spider-Man as well. Classic. Like, so he was like right. a good cop, but he was like, fuck Spider-Man right, right, vigilantism, right. stupid. Right, right. Um, but then he finds, but then they're both fighting lizard. He finds out that Peter is, spider-man and then is like good for you son but also stay away from my daughter Mm. and then he dies Mm. um so that's like something that's on his conscience for this film right um 
because he keeps on seeing him everywhere. But then clearly, like, they're just so in love. And I feel like their chemistry sells it. Mm. Because they break up and make up like 35 times. Lots of times. And every time you're just into it, mm. you're just like, you know what? They're just meant to be together, mm. but they can't. But they can. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I saw Sophie Shin. Her review was something about Peter stalking her. She had issues with Peter's stalking. Oh, yeah, because he follows her around on the rooftops <laughs> after they break up. Yeah. So that's a no-no. Boys, don't do that. <laughs> Did you, have, did you have issues with his stalking of? I mean, I personally, I mean, it's hard to like, um, what's the this word? This is a safe it's space. Hard... You don't have to, boom, you can, you can be on it. You can be honest with your feelings here. I know. I know I'm going to be honest. And like, it definitely is stalkery as heck. But I think that it would be passed off as like protection. But I'm like, well, if you're going to protect somebody, like tell them you're doing it or like ask me first. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong. It's not definitely not as stalkery as the first Spider-Man series. That is just straight up incel. And people love that series. So, um, but again, superhero movies, right? Hey, Am I right? Hey. Oh, come on. Break, break the rules. Um, oh. Something, another funny nitpick. This isn't even a nitpick. This is just like bad writing. Uh, in, the, in the sequences leading up to Gwen Stacy's inevitable death, which A, I thought her death sequence was cool. I thought that was like a, they, they, they teased you along a couple times, like oh into God, thinking yeah. she's going to be saved, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was cool. My note on that is that the whole reason she's there is that she is really really insistent that she is the only one who can reset the power grid because she in turn worked on it and it's a button Ian. it's I a know. button and it literally says reset <laughs> on the button <laughs> like not that difficult she could have been alive. We could have gotten more out of this storyline. Uh, if she had just told Peter, you just press a button, you know? No, she had to die. I had some issues had for the, with that. With her dying or her, her pressing the reset button? The reset button. button. They could have made it just slightly more complicated. Uh, they just wanted to have everything laid out for the audience so we could have time to feel. Yeah. You know? If you think about it, it's it's a nice thing they did there. Yeah. And they they don't <laughs> let you sit in her death really long either, which I thought was interesting. I think because like they, they spent too much time like on other random shit that I feel like her death could have been like a little bit more impactful other than like going straight to the like honestly, she could have died halfway through. And then like the third act is kind of a lot about Peter like letting crime go by and like the sinister stick starts building up. But he doesn't like he can't bring himself to do it. And then the kid scene happens mm -hmm. and then he comes back. I think that would have been a lot more impactful to show like the gravity of her death, you know? Yeah, there's like a little bit. They wrap it up pretty quickly. I feel it like I'm, I'm always a puddle like when that happens and like mm -hmm. the turnaround on it is definitely quick. But I still think it's like pretty well done. Like we get that part of yeah. her graduation speech that like we don't hear at the beginning and then it kind of, you know, that's like the waterworks time. It's like, go on, audience, cry now. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> um, you know, 
And but out of all the times that they could or the things they could have spent a little bit more time on, I think like definitely sitting in her death. That sounds like weird to say, but, yeah. you know, a little bit more. Uh, another nitpick and then I'll let you show love. Um, Thank you. Another nitpick. When Peter, A, I'm not really quite sure how he figures out to go to that hidden subway station. Um, he follows his heart, Ian. Okay, what okay. do you, so, what are we okay, doing? So he there? gets there, puts in the coin to open up this. <laughs> and again, this is going back to timelines. This, the technology, <laughs> the computer still running of Papa Parker's secret lab. Fully 2014 technology in 1999. Come on. There are some questions there. That computer was a little advanced. There's, that computer would be dying after all these years. And he just powers it up. HD video. You know, just know, make it a little electro, more believable. Make it a little more believable. Maybe Electro, like, unknowingly passed through and, like, shot a charge, you no. know, and didn't realize no. he had done it. No. It's... It's um, a train that is hidden underneath the rails and it comes out from, no. from the rails and it, or it's exciting. Just let it be exciting, no. please. I'm just telling you that <laughs> also made no sense. Anyway, boom. Okay. More love. I'm done nitpicking. Talk, Thank you so talk much. Talk to you about other things you love. So something that we don't see a lot in superhero movies is just like really well fleshed out themes mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like i understand that there's some like structural issues with the storytelling but the vibes are the fuck there mm. um and i think what i like about this movie is it reminds me of like the superhero movies that i used to like like in the 90s and stuff like that with a little bit of mix a little mix of like what's kind of new and that more like serious tone mm -hmm. And what I enjoyed about the themes, I think they're just very well planted. So this is like, you know, kind of like these themes of time strung throughout the film. And Peter's always like struggling to catch up with everything. And and, and it's all there. And like Gwen in her speech at the beginning, because we get like a two-parter to the speech, which I think kind of like summarizes the hero's journey mm. quite well. Mm. Um you know, and she's talking about how, like, I think, like, we all think we're immortal and, you know, time is luck and things like that. And I love that. And I love seeing, like, the struggle of, like, Pete. No, well, I don't love to see people struggling. Wow. But I don't know. Like, his struggle for some reason seems a little bit more, like, realistic to me. Like, the heroes that we see, are they're always so noble and, like, you know, they're just, like, you know justice is justice and this is this whereas like peter it's just like you at first you don't really know if he's doing it because he just thinks it's like a cool thing to do or if it's something that he feels is his calling or if he like really you know believes that he's like fighting the good fight it's kind of up in the air you don't know what exactly his intentions are and i think the like naivety naivety naivete naive, naivete of peter parker which is tried like people try to kind of nail down especially in like the most recent spider-man like i think this film like this film in no way home are probably a little bit more parallel mm. because 
it's like he's a boy, right? That's the thing. It's like that's always the thing with him. It's like he's a boy. He has to become a man. He like faces this kind of loss. But it's like, okay, but what happens if you keep on kind of like leaving these like people? I don't know, like just leaving these like tragedies in your trail. Like he loses his uncle because he's careless, you know? Gwen Stacy's dad also is kind of like due to his recklessness. And then with Gwen, it's like he's trying to juggle it and like keep up with it, but ends up losing her. And I actually think it's a very bold decision. It was a very bold decision. I, and I would have loved to have seen a third film. Yeah. So that's in the comic books. Um, Gwen Stacy dying, mm-hmm. which was a pretty big moment in, in the comics. You saying that made me realize that like if he wasn't so insistent on like winning her back, maybe she would have still yeah. been alive. Right. And again, I think that's where like I kind of wish we got more time with her being dead because we could explore that a little bit. And maybe if there was a third one, they could have gotten into that. Although totally. No Way Home does kind of get into that too, I suppose. So they kind of are able yeah. to do that in this most or My Way Home or whatever it's called, the most recent one. So I guess that that's there. But My Way Home? What's it called? No, no Way Home? My, no, no Way Home. home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do explore that there, I suppose. Um, but still, I, I think it's. Uh, I would have liked more but time th- there. Also, yeah. when he like, they're just like making out on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm like, come on. He's, oh, that was so He's cute. so secret about his identity. He's just, they're fucking making out out there. Anyway. If you looked up on the Br- Brooklyn Bridge and saw people. And you saw like, Spider-Man. I be able to recognize his face. <laughs> he he just, like, oh, he just knitted I love you in webs on the Brooklyn Bridge. You're going to look at that's the person so on top romantic. of it. Anyway. Yeah, there's probably pops around, but <laughs> that's for another day, you know? Um, but yeah, also, okay, a few more things that I really love about mm-hmm. it. The camp I do also love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like the only Spider-Man series where we get the Ravencroft besides Venom. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's friggin' ridiculous. And it's ex- like, and it's fun, you know? Yep. Also, I think that this film looks great. Like, I know you had some quips with uh, the CGI, but there were some I would parts say, I, thought, like, I thought looked good. I think the Electro stuff looked pretty good, especially at the time. It, it probably looked like pretty incredible. I, I agree. Exactly. And their fights. And also, I feel like it's very, like, I don't know. This is like the most static you have ever seen a Spider-Man film, like especially with Marvel movies and not to like constantly rip on Marvel movies because I do enjoy them. But like one of my the biggest things I always say is they're so friggin blurry. Mm-hmm. Like I can never see what's going on. I can never see the action. Mm-hmm. Someone just like pops out of like a cloud of fists mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, I don't know what just happened. Um, and in this film, I just think the action's done really well in it looks great. And some of the shots were like really cool. Um, yeah. I honestly just love this movie. Yeah. Overall, it was a fun watch. I think it's a fun time. There are plenty of things that were fun about it. And again, I think it is nice just for me <clears throat> not being that into superhero movies and thinking everything like movies itself just right now, just like take themselves like so yeah. seriously. It was nice getting like a, a pretty goofy like straight up like camp movie <laughs> like i the first the only thing you knew of my thoughts prior to this was that like i was in shock that the green goblin literally became a it's goblin green. uh and, yeah. and like 
uh, Norman Osborn had like goblin hands and goblin ears. I was shocked at that decision and then got double shocked when like they make Rhino like a guy in like a Rhino suit. So I was very, I'm very curious as to what else they were going to do with the Sinister Six because clearly they had not locked down their theme as to what they were doing. Like you see the Falcon suit just for a little bit there, but I'm wondering like, does he turn into a bird? You know, is that yeah, really what I happens? Don't know. Who knows? Probably. You never know in the Spider-Verse. Man, should we, Anything could happen. Should we petition the Amazing Spider-Man 3 to come back? Do we need Mark Webb? Right. To direct another feature? I would feature? honestly, like, not put it, especially now, because, like, with this whole multiverse situation, would not put it past Sony to, like, no. try something. Um... But I mean, I don't think it was is going to happen, but I'm sure somebody out there is shopping it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see. Let me take a look at my notes. What other things? Uh, No, I complained about the computer, the dim sum dinner I got annoyed with. (laughs) I love how you're like all the things I complained Uh, about. The master reset button. Oh, moment I really liked again with Gwen Stacy and Peter is when Peter like flies, like webs away. At the end, she goes, Peter. And then she like covers her mouth. I thought that was, that was funny. Oh yeah. Basically most of the things I liked about this movie was with Gwen Stacy and with Peter. I thought they had, yeah, they, they a, had a good storyline. Their chemistry was really good. Uh, I also like the yeah. stuff in that May, like where she says like, why do you, why do you care about your father? He like abandoned you. I thought that was all very cool. Andrew Garfield and Sa- Sally Field, their uh, scenes together were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, really good. very good acting partners yeah. they 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 were super strong but yeah uh yeah. liked all that just, the yeah music was almost unlistenable the music was really bad i i honestly would say i like it it's borderline the worst music i've ever heard in a film like i i would i would put no yes yes i would put that superlative no. on there there's worse out there maybe if i had watched this in 2014 i don't know maybe because i'm just so burned out by dubstep but that was all insane and then just like the oh pop God. music choices were so <laughs> weird like they use that they were... steve aoki kid cuddy remix that's also in project x which i think tells you about the use of the song uh that weird yeah insurance car commercial like a lot of weird music choices throughout the way yeah that made me really wonder what Hans zimmer was doing at the time i don't know why i don't know this because i have two movie podcasts but like hans would would he also be in charge of like the music choices it depends that go into it, the it, it depends sometimes they or have music buyers be- it that varies from movie to movie but he clearly like had something that he had something to do with that dubstep sequence for sure oh yeah i loved it <laughs> But I also have dubstep fatigue. I went hard yeah. in, in the early yeah. 2010s. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking excision. Skrillex. Skrillex. <laughs> I always liked the softer stuff, though. Like, I was, like, really into Rusko. Uh, and, um... I saw Rusko in L.A. one time. I was in college. And we drove nice. down and saw it. He, it was, like, a club show, which, like, we didn't realize meant he was only going to be on for like 30 minutes and he showed up like one thirty, but it was still fun when he came in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I went to a few of his shows here in Toronto and I always had a good time. Oh, dubstep. Mm. The good old days. We're too old Should for we that start shit a dubstep? now though. 
podcast. Dubstep retrospective. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well. Okay. So overall, I would give. I know we don't do ratings here, but I would give this film. Oh my god. Three and a half out of five. Listen, that is more than I could ever ask for. Three and a half out of five, maybe a three, but your energy is putting me up that half star. Thank you so much. Lots of problems with it. Um, but overall... A few, one or two problems, it was, that's it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Perfect 10-10 movie. I, also, what did you think of the very end of the movie? Wait, did I... What was... Oh, with the kid? Yeah, yeah, it was cute. I like. I wasn't. I wasn't like terribly offended by it. I liked it. The, the offensive part was like, Rhino was like really insane to me. I was like not expecting any of that, um, just because of the way they did the Green Goblin. Um, but it was cool. I liked it. Um, he probably would have shot the kid, you know, instead of being like little boy. Or that's not Russian. Uh, what's <laughs> Russian? You know, where he's like, oh, you think you're Spider-Man? I don't know. I feel like he would just, like, yeah. shot the kid out of the sky and, like, fucked up all the cops, but... In- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be in charge of superhero saying, movies. That was a lot. I'm just saying, you put him in that context, what do you think he's going to do? You know? Yeah, Alexi. No. Fair. Um, I did not go through any post credit scene, though. Is there a post credit scene? Sweet. Uh, no, no post credit scene, but there's like about 25 minutes of deleted scenes. Okay. I think like at one point, Peter Parker's dad was going to come back. And, and there's like, mm. there's an additional scene of Harry turning into the Green Goblin. So that Green Goblin know, scene, shirts. my God, awful. You're lucky I even Loved kept it. watching through the end because I knew Gwen Stacy was going to die. I, I really You're strong. Uh, yeah, three and a half. Three, she three dies in a clock tower also. I forgot to yeah, say. Yeah, time like is running how, out. You know, time is the big thing for time her. Time has run out. Exactly. Time ran out. Um, yeah, three, three and a half stars. I'll give you three and a half. Sweet. Stars. I was just going to say, and I'm excited for us to do, um, when we do a fact check uh, episode uh, and we go through all the plot points of Face Off, I'm really excited for what you have <laughs> to say about that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let me know what you think about the tech then. Okay. <laughs> so excited. I'm not, even, I'm not even I'm not even engaging with you on this right now. Not even engaging. How dare you use face off in the same sentence as this movie? Uh a twenty year old subway car can't come out of the ground, but <laughs> no, you the can car take can exist. It's how the computer was with two thousand fourteen technology. Okay, anyway. Uh we got an yeah, email. Fair. From <laughs> friend of the pod, host, co-host of uh, the movie mis- the movie mixtape, our friend Marcy. She says, "Hello, Cinnanauts. Thank you for covering the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I'm beyond <laughs> excited for this episode. Andrew Garfield is my Spider-Man, and he and Emma Stone together make me so happy in these movies. Whatever happens during recording, I just want you to know that Boom is 100 right on this, and we all need to <laughs> listen you, to her." If more people had hearts like Boom, we'd be living in a better world. I agree with that. So let's all hear what Boom has to say and let this movie into our hearts too. Love you all, Marcy. Marcy, thank you. Thank you, Marcy. I will say, actually, I think Garf is my my Peter Parker. And Tom Holland definitely doesn't do it for me. Dork City. 
Uh, and then Toby <laughs> Maguire also does not do it for me. Um, goobers. Two goobs. I like swaggy. Two goobs. And like maybe, yeah. maybe Tom Holland is swaggy, but like he doesn't look it. At least in like the MCU no, movies he, I've seen, he doesn't really come off to me that way. Yeah. Um, He's not swaggy as Spider-Man. He's like very like, oh, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's charming uh, Mr. Though, Mr. Sure. What's his name? Mr. Iron Man. You know? Mr. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Oh, anyway. He's so cute. I know. But uh, like, I, I agree. Okay. Garf is definitely my Spider-Man. And I think Emma Stone totally. is amazing as uh, Gwen Stacy. Looking up Gwen Stacy, I did not realize Bryce Dallas Howard plays Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3, which oh, yeah. I may need to check that out just to see how that oh, goes down. You need to see <laughs> Is she that, also in um, high school in Spider-Man 3? She, yeah. Or, or I think they're in college at that point. Okay. Either way, hilarious. But casting. also Topher Grace plays Venom in, in Spider-Man 3. Yes. So please. Yeah. Please do watch okay. it. Okay. I think Sony Spider-Man movies are my favorite thing ever. Yeah. They know Venom's the amazing Spider-Man. I did enjoy Maybe Venom. I should see Morbius. I do. I think, I think I do also want to watch Morbius because I have had like a reawakening with Jared Leto. Um, a reawakening. Was it when you stared? Directly awake, into yeah. His when eyes? I, when I interviewed him, that kind of changed my whole perspective <laughs> on him. Did I tell you the story? Yeah, you did. You sent me. Will you say, tell me again. For, for context, I interviewed him with my old job uh, for House of Gucci. He's wearing a mesh button-up t-shirt. And then I talked to him. I'm like, you know, House of Gucci, like, what was it like doing a film that's sort of like, it, it's a true story, but it's so like, it's absurd, like almost Shakespearean. And he goes, but isn't that life? Isn't life? <laughs> always absurd and from that moment on i was like okay i understand i get you oh my god my king. with his max with his wax museum looking my ass, king like- uh and then we finally and then yeah and he's also completely insane in house of gucci paolo what about paolo, paolo nobody takes paolo nobody seriously, takes paolo seriously. <laughs> god. um yeah so i actually do want to watch more just because also okay i'm sorry we came on diverging i watched I an interview with him about morbius and he goes it's just really fun to be like in a huge franchise movie i'm like dude weren't you joker in spider-man <laughs> or in suicide squad <laughs> like you were in he's already you were recently in a very big franchise movie Anyway, I actually don't know if I hated his Joker, but honestly, that's I didn't for even watch. Like, I didn't even watch it. I took one look at his face, paint, and I was like, "This is not for me." Anyway, fair. Anyway, who knows? Okay, uh, is there any tea with Boom this week? Yeah, so I put a poll out to ask our listeners if they thought you would enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man two. We got 38% saying that you would think it's a perfect 10-10 movie Mm -hmm. and the other 62% saying they think you will hate Mm. it. (laughs) Okay. They were all wrong. They were, yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, I was in between. I didn't, I hated parts of it. I did love some of it. So I I will cheat and uh, 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 split the difference, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you for opening your heart to Spider-Man. That's all I could ask. Boom, I will always open my heart to your suggestions. Always. 
Thank you so much. And I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Anyway, so next week, assuming Catcher is able to do it, we are going to be watching Michael Mann. We're going to be wrapping up our exploration of deep cover with Michael Mann's Miami Vice, starring Jamie Foxx. He's in that, right? So we'll get back-to-back Jamie Foxx flicks. Uh, and then oh, yeah. if we decide Catcher can't figure it out, Boom and I will think of another thing to do. Um, but okay. we tested the internet earlier. It seemed like it was going to be okay. Um, yeah. So it should be all right. Hopefully a boy is back or will come yeah. back to us. But... And end this silliness. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's been a blast. Uh, all right. That is our conversation of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm glad we got to discuss this together. And I do need to watch Me Venom too. 2 also to finish my boom Sony right? Spider-Man journeys. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Boom. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.